0: Well, Merry Christmas to you. I hope you've already had a great day. Uh, we've had a wonderful Christmas season, and uh, as we think about reflections for today, Christmas reflections, I still think about the fact that uh, there's still a couple of books that I was reading that I haven't finished, and I hopefully will finish them this week. Uh, there were still a few things that um, I think uh, uh, every year, well, I might do this, and, uh, and those, sometimes those things come by that I didn't get to do those. A uh, couple of movies I thought well, I might watch, but I didn't. So, you know, a few things like that. Uh, but um, I might take this week and still do some of those things. But today we're talking about just simply about a Christmas morning reflection. And I want to reflect upon the fact that we've had a good month, a good month to celebrate in many different ways. And I want to thank all those who made it uh, a wonderful, wonderful celebration. Our musicians have been faithfully here. Uh, you uh, helped decorate the sanctuary, literally, uh, back in the end of November. Then you added the poinsettias, and please pick those up today at the end of the service and uh, take those home with you and join them for the rest of the holidays. Uh, I want to thank the choir for being here, uh, here for two services last night, Christmas Eve, and back on Christmas morning. Thank you for that. And for Ashley Fleischman for directing us this morning. And it's just that kind of spirit uh, of servant attitude that, that really makes church what it is and that makes Spring Valley what it is. So we we'll celebrate today on this wonderful, wonderful, blessed Christmas day. I trust that already you've had uh, some wonderful experiences on this Christmas day. Uh, But as we reflect upon the season and reflect upon uh, Christmas and once again celebrating uh, that God has come to us as Emmanuel. He's now God with us for all that we experience in life. And that this baby that we celebrate's birth in in Bethlehem now we know is the long-promised and long-awaited Messiah that He is indeed the Savior, He is the Redeemer, uh, He is the Lord of Lords, and He is the King of Kings. And so we know what God has done for us. But today we come just to reflect a little bit about uh, this Christmas season. And I think to, to ask the question, um, what, what can we gain from, from what we've experienced during this Christmas and for me, I want us to to think about the shepherds and the role that they played. And as we reflect upon that with the shepherds, they ask the question, why the shepherds? Why the shepherds to be the first to receive uh, the message of the birth of Jesus, the Christ child? And why the shepherds to be the first to go and to tell the good news about the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior? Why the shepherds at all? Well, look with me in the Christmas story found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And we'll begin in verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the King. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So we come to reflect upon the Christmas uh, season this month, this week, perhaps even already this morning. We come to reflect upon the beautiful Christmas story that we find in the Gospel of Luke. And we focus on the shepherds and we ask, why the shepherds? You know, why the shepherds and why not the heads of state? You know, why the shepherds are not the experts in the messianic uh, prophecies? Why the shepherds are not priests from the temple? You know, why after all these lowly, uneducated shepherds? Well, it's a familiar story. As long as you've heard the Christmas story, you've read the part about the shepherds out there keeping watch over their fields. Uh, A scruffy uh, band of shepherds nonetheless concerned about watching over their flock by night. Perhaps sitting around a campfire and out of nowhere an angel appears and a blazing light falls from heaven and the shepherds perhaps fall to the ground in their terror. And the angels speak and tell them not to be afraid that he's come to bring them good news. The Messiah, the Savior, the Christ has been born and not very far from where they are at that moment. And he tells them that they will know how they have found the Christ child because a newborn baby will be wrapped in cloths and lying in a feed trough. And what did the shepherds do? They didn't just sit there in amazement, or they just didn't sit there in terror. And they didn't just sit there and really process for a long time, you know, wonder was this really an angel? Did we really see this? Have we been out here too long with these sheep by ourselves? You know, what, what's going on? But immediately the, 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 the Scripture tells us that they got up. And they headed for the stable where they found Mary, Joseph, and Mary. And the reality of the story of the shepherds and the angels is more than uh, just another warm, fuzzy Christmas story. But it's really the story of God making an incredible announcement to the most unlikely people imaginable. Shepherding was a, a, a terribly difficult way of life always out with the sheep, always out moving them, looking for something for them to graze upon from one place to another, What constantly leading them to water, constantly getting them fed, constantly protecting the flock from everything that would want to be predators. At the same time, there was also a, a deep and persistent prejudice against shepherds well, for one reason it was part of the nature of the job. They were out with the sheep all the time and there were all kind of crazy stories that would come about the shepherds. And the other thing was being with the sheep all the time, uh, their hygiene was less than what it should have been. And you were told that you could smell them coming a long way before you even saw them. But they were also had the reputation of being shifty and dishonest. And they could not have their testimony upheld in a court of law because the common consensus of that day was that all shepherds are liars. And on the social ladder, the shepherds weren't even on the first rung. So why were the shepherds the first to receive the announcement of the birth of Jesus? Why were the shepherds the first to tell about the birth of the Messiah? Well, I want to share two reasons for that and then make, make a suggestion to us as how it applies to us today. First of all, I think that that God wanted to show that this baby born, this Messiah, the Savior was for everyone. And so the shepherds, the social outcasts of that day were the first ones to receive the message about the birth of Jesus Christ. And the message from the angel had to be truly good news for them. It truly had to be good news for them. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The Savior was born for all people. And particularly that the angels say they has been born for you, a Savior. That's the wonderful good news from God. It's a powerful, life-changing announcement. And it says to us, it doesn't matter. What your past is like. Whether it's troubled or deceitful or addictive or abusive, the message of God's love, mercy, peace, and hope is for you. That's what it said to the shepherds, and that's what it says to you and me today. See, for any one of us who will dare to believe this amazing story, we experience God's redemptive plan at work in our life. We know the forgiveness of our sins. We know a peace with God. We know the assurance of eternal life. We know the very presence of God, Emmanuel, with us in all that we experience. And the announcement of the birth of Jesus to the shepherds, why? It gives credibility that no marketing expert could ever have dreamed up. See, that announcement is an all-inclusive announcement. And then I think the second reason that the shepherds were the first uh, to witness the birth of Jesus is because God wanted to give uh, a new understanding about His relationship with His people. When you trace the role of God with His people, particularly in the Old Testament, uh, you watch in many ways that that the people of Israel became more and more nomadic and pushed out into the into the extremities of the society and culture of that day. And right there were the shepherds. And so the Old Testament prophets saw the the nation's nomadic wandering in the wilderness as a time when their faith in God was strong. And they spoke and they wrote frequently on the theme of a coming leader who would be a shepherd and return the people to the faith of their desert experience. Great Shepherd Psalm Psalm 23 begins the Lord is my shepherd. Isaiah 40:11 Isaiah the prophet says that God protects his flock like a shepherd he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them in the fold of his garment he gently leads those that are nursing. Then we go from there and we fast forward many years ahead and we go into the life of Jesus 30 years into his life he's reached manhood he's no longer the baby in the manger. And he described him this way in John's Gospel, chapter 10. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He would go on to say, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. The writer of the book of Hebrews calls Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory, Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5, 4. So what's the point And what's the good news for us in this portion of the Christmas story? Well, I think if we reflect upon it long enough and spiritually attuned enough, we will understand that what God is wanting to really get across to us is the intimate relationship between the shepherd and his sheep. See, these shepherd images about God and about Jesus are given to us to help us understand our relationship on a very personal, intimate level with God and to understand and to grasp for all time the great love that God has for us. So even if you've never been a rejected person like the sheep shepherd, shepherds were, you 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 aren't good enough or you aren't pretty enough or smart enough. You don't have to really have had all that rejection. You just have to have a feeling that somewhere deep down inside you're not worthy of a relationship with God. Then this story is for you. The shepherds are for you. They're a reminder to you that you can have an intimate relationship with someone who loves you more than you love yourself and someone who always has your best interest at heart because he was willing to lay down his life and die so that you might live. Don't forget the announcement. There has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You won't find the baby in the manger. He's already... Been about his manhood, fulfilling his mission. He went to the cross for your sins and mine, but he's risen from the dead and he's seated in the glories of heaven at the right hand of God the Father. He was born into our world to bring us an intimate relationship with God, so that even though God is still enthroned in the glories of heaven and Christ is seated at his right hand, we are not far from him because He is indeed Emmanuel, God with us. So that leads us then to the third observation, or maybe a reflective point for this morning. And and we look at this and we simply say, well, what was the response of the shepherds to all of this? Did they just go back to their sheep and sit around the campfire and their life was just back to normal once again? I don't think so from the indication of the story. Because the Scripture says that So we come back and look at the shepherds with the same reflective question. Why the shepherds in this? Because God chose the shepherds to be the first to proclaim the birth of the Messiah. And why? Why would that be true? Why would God want the shepherds to be the first? I think it's because not only did they make a faith decision that changed their life, instead of just sitting beside the campfire ignoring the angels, they got up. They took one step after another till they made their way until they found this babe wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And they came to know that this was indeed the Christ child. They could have just been caught up in the amazement of the announcement of the angels. But instead, they took action. And that action was based on a simple faith. They followed the instructions of the angel and made the effort To find the baby Jesus. They responded in faith to the invitation of God. They came. They saw. They believed. Their lives were changed. And the same is true for you and me today. God wants you to come. He wants you to see. He wants you to believe. And again, you won't see the baby in the manger. But you will see the risen Lord. And it's in the risen Lord, the Messiah, the Redeemer, you place your faith. But then like the shepherds, once you believe, then you have a lesson to learn from these outcast characters. They came and they saw the Messiah. Then they went and they told others. The shepherds, I think, were chosen by God. As the least likely, but yet to be able to say to everyone, if the Messiah came to me, then he has come for you. And they're telling everyone, they're proclaiming the birth of the Savior was a spontaneous thing. Nobody sat down with them and went over the four spiritual laws or the one-verse method of sharing faith in Christ or evangelism explosion or CWT or any other method. It's just that the angels had said something to them of significance. They followed it by faith. They found this Christ child. Maybe they had spent a lot of time meditating out there on the hillside about the prophecies of this Messiah. Maybe that's why they were attuned to the fact that when the angel came and made the announcement to them, they were ready to go and claim this Messiah. Maybe they knew more than anybody else what it was like to be the outcast and what it could mean for them to be included. And so they came. And they came with faith and they came in response and they came to find the baby. But then they left proclaiming the Messiah the Savior, the Redeemer. And it was a spontaneous thing simply because of what they had seen, what they had heard, and what they came to believe. The shepherd story is our story today. We might not be the outcast of society, but without God's gift of Jesus, We're still spiritual outcasts. God can choose to use anyone, the shepherds and us. Always still chooses and uses noble people and influential people and wise people. But the wonder to me of Christmas is that God chooses and uses people like us, you and me, to spread the good news of his kingdom. One day last week one of the crosswalk uh, devotions that came across my computer was by Anna Kuna who talked about in her church every year they do a Bethlehem walk Uh, and there's an elaborate display of how they set up uh, the fellowship center as as, as Bethlehem and she was always one of the tour guides who would lead them through the various stages and She always looked forward to the part of where they came to the scene where Mary is seated beside the manger holding Jesus in her arms and singing Silent Night. And then it was there at that point that she was supposed to then guide those who were in her group to the next stage which was to say let's go and see then and tell others what we have seen and we lead them to the wise men. But in her group on that particular moment she had a group of children and they weren't rowdy, they weren't loud. But they, had, they, were, they were wide-eyed with their expectation of what was taking place and the celebration of what they had seen. And they watched with rapt attention as Mary sat and rocked her baby Jesus and sang, Silent Night. And before Anakun could, could say, Let's now go and tell others what we have seen, a five-year-old boy jumped up and said, Hey, everybody, it's Jesus. We've got to go tell Everybody. You see, that was the reaction of the shepherds. I don't know how they said it to each other. Whether they said, hey, can you believe? Can you believe what God has led us in on? Whether they said, hey, this baby really is the Messiah. But the Scripture does tell us that they went and they proclaimed. And because they proclaimed what they had seen and heard, look at where we are today. As we reflect upon Christmas this season, I and mean, think about the challenge about the children's message, even about a good deed you've done, let me give you a challenge for the coming year. The greatest deed you can do for anyone is to share with him or her the good news of Jesus Christ. oftentimes we say, well, you know, I wish Christmas lasted a little bit longer. Sometimes our children might say, I wish Christmas would last forever and every day would be Christmas. Well, you know it can. It can when you have Jesus in your life and when you share that life with those around you. Why the shepherds? They needed Jesus, just like you and I do. Why the shepherds? Well, they display for us that deep, intimate relationship that God, the great shepherd, has with us, his sheep. And why the shepherds? It's because spontaneously they went forth from the birth of Christ to the reality of life. And they told what they had seen and heard. And others believed, and lives were changed, and here we are today. Merry Christmas. Father, thank you for, once again, this beautiful season. Once again, the opportunity to relive your great love for us in the birth of Jesus Christ. Help us as we reflect upon what we've experienced already and Even the things yet to come, as travel takes up part of the remainder of the days, uh, as we gather together with family and friends, we keep some traditions alive. In all of that, may we pause to be reflective and ponder anew the birth of Jesus and to think of someone who needs to hear the birth of the Savior. Father thank you so much for loving us thank you that we have a reason to celebrate not only that you are with us as God Emmanuel in all that we experience and do but that we have forgiveness redemption through Jesus Christ whose birth we celebrate and in whose name we pray as our Redeemer, our Savior, as the King of kings and Lord of lords. Challenge us to be like the shepherds of old. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.